Good afternoon, good morning. It's Mark Johnson from Loyalty360. I hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to Loyalty Live. In this series, as you know, we speak with leading agencies, technology partners, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology trends and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experiences, enhance engagement, and most importantly, augment customer loyalty. Uh, today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Oliver Page and Adrian Truscus, AT, who are two loyalty leaders at Deloitte. Uh, as you know, Deloitte provides industry-leading consulting, audit tax, and advisory service to many of the world's most admired uh, companies. Uh, Deloitte's loyalty practice supports companies throughout their loyalty journeys. Uh, and today we're going to discuss the importance of selecting the right technology partner vendor for your customer loyalty program. So welcome, Oliver and AT. How are you today? Awesome. Mark, appreciate your time. Thanks for having us on. It's good to uh, spend a few minutes with you. Absolutely. Um, first off, we like to start these on a more personal level, so we'd love to know a little bit more about each of you, uh, your current role with Deloitte, and maybe a little bit about your background as well. So go ahead and start with you, uh, Oliver. Sounds good. Uh, Oliver Page, I'm a uh, partner at Deloitte. I've been at Deloitte now 18 years, which is starting to get a little scary to say. I'm, I might start defining my career at Deloitte in, in terms of how long I've been a partner soon. Uh, I've been co-leading our loyalty offering for the last uh, four or five years, um, but grew up very much in the digital practice and the digital space at Deloitte, uh, helping brands innovate around their digital experience for customers, for employees. Um, and over the last number of years, we we saw loyalty as an accelerant for digital in a lot of cases. So uh, my, my pathway into the loyalty space came primarily through uh, you know, customer engagement, digital activation, uh, and and using loyalty as an accelerant for for channel shift that way. Um, and then over the years, uh, have continued to kind of build out our end to end offering from strategy all the way through to implementation and operations of of loyalty platforms. And that's my focus today. Okay, great. What about you, At? Yeah, Mark, fantastic to see you. So. My whole entire career has been loyalty and digital transformation. And Mark, proud to say that Loyalty 360 has been a part of that my entire career. So thank you for everything that you do. So I grew up working with Kobe Marketing and Merkel on their loyalty teams. And at Deloitte, my focus is all about digital, all about loyalty technology. You know, what does that mean globally with bringing in advanced features and capabilities to help these loyalty programs soar? So really excited to tap into that topic today. Okay, excellent. Uh, and obviously Deloitte, a reputable company, a very established name and presence. Uh, but for those who may not be familiar, can you give us a brief overview of Deloitte and specifically the, the loyalty practice uh, that, you, that you guys are leading? Sure. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll kick us off here. So Deloitte, large multifunctional organization. We're about 400,000 people globally now. Uh, in kind of four primary disciplines of consulting, advisory, tax, and audit. Uh, for us, that's actually a huge boon for loyalty. Uh, we actually bring a, a lot of our accounting and audit capabilities with our consulting capabilities together. Um, about six, seven years ago, we started to spot a major trend uh, within the space around how... Um, programs are being revamped and, and modernized or new programs are being created. So we started to form 
and mobilize, you know, what was a fairly unofficial practice into a much more official practice. Uh, our loyalty practice now is about 250 people globally, uh, pretty dedicated to the space, spending all of their time in the loyalty space. Um, and it spans, I mentioned this just a moment ago, but from upfront strategy and definition, creating and defining programs, implementing technology, and standing up, standing up those operating models to run those programs, uh, but all the way into creating and designing, you know, what the user experiences are like, managing the financials. I mentioned that the accounting side. So, what are the rules and compliance and, and laws that you need to abide by? Uh, bringing in some of our uh, accounting colleagues into that, um, and just providing that end-to-end -end suite of services, so you can be a light touch, you know, refresh all the way to, you know, run your program uh, with the support of Deloitte. Excellent. Uh, I think it's been a while uh, since we've had Deloitte on Loyalty Live. We'd love to know more about what may be new with your organization. Uh, most importantly, maybe some of the things you're seeing with regard to customer loyalty. What, what I think you touched on a little bit, but you know, what uh, what's top of mind for Deloitte now when it comes to customer loyalty? Yeah, I think there's a, a couple major trends happening. Um, there's obviously. Um, I mentioned this this concept of like the, the refresh, right? People are taking and modernizing some of the legacy technology that, that programs have been running on for years, decades, even. Uh, so airlines, hotels have, have really started to make pretty significant investment in that space over the last couple of years. Uh, and then as another major trend, we've seen a, a, a significant geographic shift, right? Companies rethinking programs that maybe started in a certain geography and now they're broadening them out to be more global as their businesses have evolved and changed. Uh, and then lastly, innovation has been top of mind, uh, probably top of mind for all areas, but especially in the loyalty space, how do we take advan advantage of next-gen capabilities? Uh, Gen AI is, is obviously a major topic uh, across all industries, but within loyalty, how do you start to embed that into the process? How do you create new flavors and enable that through the technology, such as subscription models, you know, and, and integrating uh, new experiences into their their programs? So that's it's a gamut, but um, I would say those are the three major topic areas that we're we're advising clients on day in day out. Okay, interesting. I think it aligns with a lot of things that we see from our, from our, our brand members. Uh, when you look at loyalty tech partnerships. How is that changing? We know that many brands are looking to augment, add functionality, or completely redo the program from a customer value proposition. You know, what are you seeing with regard to loyalty tech partnerships or kind of the, the, the technology understanding of itself? Yeah, it's a great question, Mark. So I think it's important to say the precipice for everything that we're seeing that OP started talking about in tech or strategy is that our research shows that loyalty leaders are growing two and a half times faster than their industry peers. So loyalty is a big focus on the strategy and technology side. So I would say top of mind trends. Number one, um, CDOs, chief digital officers, CMOs are looking to modernize their platforms. So SaaS is very important. Um, a lot of brands are switching technology vendors. So they're assessing what's going to make sense for my ecosystem and my program. Number two, I would say is this concept of 
intelligent decisioning. So these manual static mass offers or experiences don't really work anymore. We want personalized experiences. When, when I get an email from my loyalty programs, I expect them to be talking about my history, what I've done, what I want. So kind of creating those experiences, those next bus offers are really critical. And then this concept of CDPs are really taken over the integration between CDPs and loyalty programs, this concept of a living loyalty profile that allows us to, to really drive these real-time experiences. I think, Mark, those are the three things top of mind for me. Okay. When you look at uh, kind of the state of the industry, what, what are the trade-offs uh, that brands should consider when you know building versus buying their loyalty tech? A couple of years back, we saw a big trend in, in insourcing and building centers of excellence. And now a number of brands are like, oh, that may not be working. So, you know, what should they consider in the build versus buy discussion? Yeah, I love that. So, you know, the trend that you're talking about, we're kind of feeling that now because we're assessing so many homegrown programs that kind of got stale. You know, we feel like businesses need to stick to what they're really amazing at. And trying to build and manage and innovate on the loyalty program might not be, you know, what they're going to. So I think you have to look at the trade-offs are, do you have a dedicated development product QA strategy team that's going to focus on that loyalty platform? And if you don't, going with an expert that's going to maintain it for you, innovate, manage it for you is more than likely the, the best uh, positioning you can make. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to innovation. The capabilities that you have today are not going to be the capabilities you're going to have tomorrow or next year, especially with everything with Gen AI. All of those capabilities are just completely being accelerated, um, as well as things like global deployments and localization. If your team isn't specialized in deploying things overseas in Europe, China, Asia, then you probably want to leave that to someone that doesn't specialize in it. So those are the some of the things that are top of mind. Okay. What are some of the implications for or of you know loyalty operate organization on the op the, the operating model? Yeah. You know, all of this stuff is is changing and evolving, right? So AT was just talking about uh and, and Mark, you were just talking about like there was the trend of insourcing. Now we're looking at um taking some of that loyalty tech and potentially moving it off homegrown to SaaS. Yeah. All of that's going to impact the op model. And loyalty is, it's at the center, right? It touches, obviously, marketing and digital and, and the operations of a company because it's where, you know, often loyalty shows up at the front line. If you're at a hotel, it's talked about at check-in. If you're, you know, at an airline, that's, that's also at boarding. If you're at a retailer, it's, you know, as you're scanning, you know, for checkout. So it's always, it's showing up at like critical points of these businesses. Um, so that op model, I mean, it, it needs to be encompassing, it needs to be broad, it needs to take account for the fact that you're going to be integrated and matrixed across, you know, pretty much every function within the business. Um, and not to leave off finance, right? Obviously, on the back end, how do you manage it? How do you manage to the margin? How do you manage to, to make sure that you're, you're driving profitability within the business? Um, so we're seeing significant impacts. Specific to technology, um, obviously, if you're going to go with a cloud-based provider versus maybe an in-source model, um, that's a pretty dramatic shift, right? Like you're you're going to go to a situation where you're working with a another provider dependent on their roadmap, on, on their schedule, 
And you have to integrate and manage that and maintain it with your core backend technology. So we're seeing a um, kind of an evolution there across what's the linkage between um, design capabilities, uh, app web dev capabilities, loyalty tech integration capabilities. And that that integration, you know, it's going to vary from company to company, but those disciplines need to come together very seamlessly. And then that part of the operating model, the loyalty tech op model, how does that play in with the, the business implications of loyalty, both from a, you know, marketing, uh, from an operations, from a finance perspective? Um, so that's, you know, there's a there's definitely a shift there from owning all of your own tech to to starting to work with partners and then being really good at integrating that into the rest of your business. And we had a, a meeting a while back uh, with some brands talking about kind of the state of customer loyalty, reporting structure, uh, organizational buy-in. I think is that a big consideration as well? Because what we see uh, from brands who have successful loyalty programs, who do it well, who win awards, you know, they have a very aligned uh, organizational structure. They're bought in. They understand the metrics, how they talk about it internally, externally is very much aligned. But some brands don't have that organizational structure, right? They don't have a chief customer officer, chief marketing officer kind of holistically aligned to focus on the customer. It, it, I know this it. You know, what do you see in that regard? Because I think that's a big consideration for brands too, having that alignment and organizational focus, correct? Yep. Yeah, I, I think our most successful clients bridge that gap really tightly. So one of my clients that I've worked with for years, um, they had a uh, uh, loyalty rolled up under the marketing uh, function, which, you know, is pretty common. You see it quite a bit. It, it rolls up in various spots, but that, that having that closely aligned with the customer experience that was what made it super successful, right? Those those two, um, you know, work together, collaborated collaborated together like you know uh, best friends, and and that worked exceptionally well. What's interesting is that model evolved, and loyalty actually came in and now lives under the experience uh, team. So all customer experience, employee experience, and loyalty now lives in that in that example um, within one team to have a more direct control and influence. Still, marketing owns a lot of content, right? So that yep. conti they continue to be a tightly matrixed part of that relationship. But the actual experience of loyalty and the way it manifests and the way it's presented and, and all the, the the rules and capabilities, that's now owned with the, with the customer experience team at that example. Um, and I think that's going to be a little bit more common, right? I, I think there's, as, as it becomes a, a closer, tighter relationship with the experience, I think you're going to see more of that those org shifts moving around. Okay, excellent. And, and when you look at expectations uh, for customers, uh, when companies are transitioning from in-house uh, built tech to third-party tech, is is there uh, you know some expectations that should be addressed or that, that may be disparate? Yeah, Mark. M many expectations because it's a critical move. You know, loyalty touches so many channels. It's definitely omni. So you're going to be connecting to everything. So that decision is is, is critical. I would say at Deloitte, we have a 10-pronged approach with how we assess it. But the, the main three things I would say is, one, you need a really clear understanding of the technology. 
and what it means for you specifically. So asking those questions, multiple demos, understanding what it means for your industry, how will your partners connect into the ecosystem, getting into an implementation and having to do custom builds is where brands get into trouble. So it's this first layer of understanding the technology at a really significant level is, is critical. Number two, it's meeting the team that's actually going to be assigned to your project that you're going to be working with. Where are they based? How are they going to be available? Um, how are they going to be supporting you? What are those roles? Really creating that environment for innovation and, and partnership is critical where we see a lot of companies do a great job. And last is don't be surprised by the ongoing operational model. Um, and I think that looks at costs, resources, implications for training, ongoing management, roadmap. How does your brand's needs impact the roadmap if it's a SaaS solution? So that ongoing operating model is also very critical. So, Mark, those are the three that jump out. Great. Excellent. Uh, I want to wrap this up with a fun question. Can each of you share a recent fun loyalty, customer loyalty moment with us? Something that uh, kind of stands out? Sure. Um, I'll, I'll pick us off. Uh, so we've been doing this um, thing we've been calling convenings where we get uh, a bunch of brands together. So non-competitive brands, three, four, um, and, and bring them together to share moments, right? About what's happening uh, in loyalty and uh, in, in their space. And one of our kind of, I guess, favorite moments, first off, I that whole concept has been great, right? You get you get in deep, you you spend some time, you you get to talk a little bit about what's happening at your program and how you're looking to evolve it in a kind of a safe setting. Um, but what was exceptionally convenient, we planned this, you know, uh, a quarter in advance, and the day we had our our session, actually, two of the brands announced their partnership. So it was a, a pretty cool morning to wake up and and get together and have these two brands, you know, who are in our session. And then that, that afternoon announce uh, that they're, they're doing a, a, a partnership between them. So that was my, my most fun recent one. That's awesome. And what about you, AT? Yeah. So I would say last weekend, I had a moment that mattered to me. It is with a hotel that we're working on that we've been working with them for several years so my cousin just flew in from Europe. It was his first time in New York City. We, we went to check in. He was ecstatic. I mean, I think he cried when he landed because he was just so happy to be there. We're checking in and we're talking to him. I'm like, hey, this is my cousin. It's his first time here. What do you got for us at the desk? So they looked me up. They like my status. They're like, you know what? Since it's his first time, we're going to give you the biggest suite that we have he was so ecstatic. I was excited that that, you know, the love and energy was in the air. And I think, you know, that was a moment that really mattered for me. That's awesome. Uh, it's great. To, did you end up crashing in the room with them or did you just let them have yourself? <laughs> no, no. We had like maybe like four rooms, Mark. You could have even joined us if you wanted to. Uh, that would have been good. Uh, next time the invite, I'll, I'll swing up to New York. That'd be good. All right. Cool. It's great to hear. Uh, well, thank you very uh, much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was very insightful. Uh, I loved uh, kind of how you're looking at customer loyalty, how you're helping brands kind of make that transition because you know it's a very pivotal time in regard to customer loyalty, especially from a, a transition perspective. You talked about some of the financial opportunities, but you guys do an amazing job. We have a number of brands that are that work with you guys, and, and they rave to what you do and how you help them. So, thank you for everything you do for supporting the industry. It's great to hear. Appreciate your time, Mark. And, and thank you everyone for listening today. Make sure you join us back for another edition of Loyalty Live and have a wonderful day.